Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, adventurer. Care for another story? One of a hero's triumph against darkness? A dragon's journey of self-discovery? Or perhaps two souls quests to find unity? Well, pull up a chair and have a listen. And welcome to this episode of the RPG Show. My name's Brent. I'm your host. Uh, this is a show we rate, review, and talk about RPGs. And with me today, I've got two fellas, two dynamite, uh, daring darlings of dastardliness. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. First up, we have Nick. I'll hit you with my big pink flute canner. What's happening? Not so much. Just eating pig. Uh, all right, excellent. And then our guest for the evening, we have Mike. I also assimilate everything I devour, King. How's it going? Hello. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Mike joins us again from the Playing with Power podcast. We love the. We thank you very much for joining us for this review, there, Mike. I'm uh, glad to be on this show. I had a great time with this game. Oh well, I we we will get into that. Um, this is this is the Illusion of Gaia review. But before we get into that. I just want to take a little moment here and, uh, you know, like I say, you know, first I'm going to ask my co-host how they've been doing before I go into my thing. So, so Nick, how you been? What you been up to, uh, aside from trying to complete Illusion of Gaia? Well, uh, much same old, same old. Work, school. Your answers are always I'm not, I'm so, not so incredibly boring. Uh... Mike, well, my life at the stage is incredibly boring. So. Mike, what about you? What have you been up to other than trying to complete this game for this review? Oh, I kicked off a uh, another show on the Playing With Power podcast called The Taste Test, where we, instead of talking about the magazine, about video games, we actually play all the old Nintendo games, try to get through the entire library, just so we can finally fill in the gaps in our, uh, our nostalgia resume. Okay. And... I've also uh, begun recording new episodes of Technobabble, if you've heard of the uh, the Geek Fallout podcast. Uh, we uh, we talk about devices, developments and technology, stuff like that. And on a personal note, I, I quit my uh, not-so-great job and got a better one. So Mikey's leveling up. Excellent. No, that's <laughs> uh, you, you, you're ranked up. That's great. Uh as far as I go, I have a multiple-tiered thing that's happening here. So, first off, uh, life feels busier than ever because the holiday season's coming up. So, I uh, got Thanksgiving this week. Uh, the week after, uh, daughter turns one. So, we're throwing the, the fucking one-year 
birthday party thing, and then three weeks after that's Christmas, uh, <laughs> along with uh, unforeseen medical bills and all that kind of stuff. So, like, I've been working extra days, so I've been... Uh, I Just every day is just chocked full. There's no... Uh, there's been very little sit around and do blank, uh, kind of thing. But, uh, in addition to that, uh, the baby's starting to do more like kind of, you know, you're not, it's not like a, her only, I'm her only source of entertainment anymore. She's figuring out how to play with toys and, you know, getting up and moving around and doing all that kind of stuff. So, you know, playing with her activity seat in her chair or her little activity table thing. Like, she's fucking, you know... She actually doesn't want us to mess with her so much because she wants to play with all of her cool shit. So, that means I've actually been able to play a bit more video games. So, uh, you know, like... Uh, and I've been playing a lot of games outside of things for the show. So, like, I, I played a fair amount of... Like, uh, was it was like Overwatch. I finished this game early. I got to move into, I started Dragon Quarter the other day. Uh, then I've been playing, like, there's an old tower defense game I used to play the hell out of that I picked back up. Uh, I, what was the other thing? Like, I, I picked up and played a couple hours of Chrono Cross. Like, I've just been playing, like, an hour or two here and there of a ton of different stuff, which is weird for me. Because I, I, I've always been the kind of person that hates picking up a thing without finishing it. So um, that's been going on. But if you listen to any of my other shows, I've made this rant before. All right. But I just want to just make, I just want to do it again. Because it is so pervasive in my life. The, uh, in the corporate world in which I live, this passive aggressive bullshit. Okay. Right. Like my, uh, I'll just I'll just go ahead and say my direct supervisor is the primary culprit of this, but he's not the only culprit. Like this happens a lot in corporate exchanges and emails and text messages. Like learn how to use punctuation. Like what is an ellipsis for? It's not for what you're using it for. Because I, the fucker, the, 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 the fucker, doesn't use one punctuation. If he ends a sentence, it's dot dot dot. Like he's being sassy about it. Like like you have paperwork in your box dot 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 well okay i didn't know it was there thank you for telling me you don't have to be a little shit about like there being paperwork in my box like fuck you and number two like he does it for other punctuation so if he's a question it's like has anybody uh noticed the price change in such and such question mark question mark question mark what are you doing what are you doing with your life like you are the personification of retard right now with everything you do Rant over, moving on. <laughs> I get the same feeling when I'm talking to someone and I get like KK as a reply. It's like, you're telling me okay twice as if you're just like trying to like force a stop to the conversation. Like, just say K, like you heard me and got it. Yeah. And like that, oh, that also pisses me off where it's like, it's like, all right, we're done. We can be done. You don't have to say like, you don't have to be sassy about it with this, this KK bullshit. All right. Like it's no, I get it. We're done. I wasn't gonna say anything, cause it's like the it's like the digital like putting your hand up like okay I got it you know it's like don't no, what are you doing? I'm not five. Let's fucking talk like adults. Plus I don't I'm not a big fan of like text message conversations anyway. Like I, I would much rather talk to somebody on the phone or you know any other you just talk to face in, or on the phone. Like I, I'm not a big fan of like trying to solve like a like a complex logistical issue 
through text messages because then it just because it's just frustrating. I'm an old man is what I'm telling you. Like I am an old curmudgeonly. That's a word, man. Yep, seems like thirty. Like if you remember a time without the internet, now is the time where you're starting to feel it. Oh God! All right. Well, so now that that interesting foray into uh, not relevant to the show at hand is done, we are today talking about Illusion of Gaia. And for everybody that's new here, if this is your first episode, if you're a fan of Mike's and you're coming over to listen to what we do here. We take we do is we take an RPG, generally an older RPG, we break it up into categories and then each give it a rating one through five. We do allow half scores because Nick's a douche. And those categories are gameplay, story, music, visual, replayability, and overall experience. So, um, before we get into gameplay, uh, a little bit about the game. Illusion of Gaia, also known as Illusion of Time in uh, Europe and other places was developed by Quintet. So these these dudes are known for uh, most like most people at this point would have known them for Actraiser. Um, and to a lesser extent Soul Blazer. And this is the second game in uh, debated well the most popular of the Soul Blazer quote unquote trilogy. Um, and it was I hear I hear this a lot when I uh, I was doing research on uh, for this for this game, listening to other reviews, watching other things. Like everybody says, ah, oh, it's, it's done by Enix. Incorrect. <laughs> it was developed by Quintet, published by Nintendo in North America, and published by Enix in Japan. So the North American version that we got that actually has some uh, some minor changes to a couple of the uh, to a couple things has nothing to do with Enix. So everybody out there contributing to Enix for the North American release, stop it. Stop it, stop it. Um, I mean, I don't know if they'd say that they're a minor. Like, cause sometimes they mess with the the way that you interpreted the, the storyline yeah, and everything. Yeah, and for, well, for an astute individual, like, you you would still pick up on a couple of things. Like, the, the cannibals still felt like, okay, I kind of understand what's going on here. Even though... Um, it's not overtly said to you like it is in other versions. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was made. Uh, it was definitely watered down. I'm with you that maybe it's not as minor as I say, but it, there's. It's not. I don't think it's severe either. Modern well, changes was, was one more uh, uh, polite and uh, inoffensive compared to another version, or well, the original Japanese version is uh, is not. Well, it's just, it, the game is already dark, and we'll get to that in story, but there are, I don't have, I, I should have brought over the list of changes, I don't have them written down, but the one that stands out most in my mind is when you get to the village, um, where everybody's starving, you kind of, you, you realize that they're, they're cannibals, right? Like, because there's skeletons laying around, and that kind of stuff. They've been eating each other. So. Well, you gotta do what you gotta do. So, uh. Donner party of five over here. Basically. So, um, yeah, so Illusion of Gaia is more associated with Nintendo and uh, Quintet and Illusion of Time or whatever in the name, whatever it's called in Japan. That's 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 more Enixy. Um, the Illusion of Cannibalism, as it's known over there. Well, no, this is an Illusion of Cannibalism. It's <laughs> illusion. Well, that would be... It's the reality. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was released November of 93 in Japan, and we got it a year later. Uh, it was heavily marketed 
by Nintendo uh, with, you know, a lot of ties into Nintendo Power. They had them redesign the logo to more closely resemble uh, Zelda because it was kind of being uh, advertised as a Zelda-like game. And you hear that a lot when you hear people talking about this game is, is uh, it is, it, to be fair, it is very uh, Zelda-ish. But, At the very core, yeah, like a like a top down, well, like sort of top down overhead thing where you swing a weapon and you see your health gauge go down. So well, you explore items. I guess, barely. I guess. Um, I guess we can just go ahead and get into gameplay then, because <laughs> uh, the the gameplay for this game is it is a top down slash. There are some stages that are almost like a, they're like a sideways three quarter view, um, action RPG. Uh, and I use the word, I use the term uh, RPG for this game very lightly, mind you. Uh, it is, uh, it is more of a, just an, to me, is more of an action platformer than it is an RPG, but there are some level up mechanics that make it feel like an RPG. Uh, it does, uh, and it is Zelda like in that each dungeon, like you, the, like there's a unique or new mechanic. That you have to use to get through a, through puzzles, like in it, 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 it uh, but to me they're they're very different games. Like I wouldn't compare <laughs> it to Zelda in only in only but the core, but it is a current recurring theme to compare it to Zelda. Um, so it's like it, it's like a Zelda clone in as much like the Piltdown Man was a real human being. It's like it's you you got the bones of it, but they're just not in the same place. Uh, yeah, and, and I don't always want to compare action RPGs to Zelda because that is something you see happen a lot. Um, 2D action RPGs get compared to Zelda, which is more of a action platformer. I never can... Well, if you listen to the Playing With Power, I got into an argument with uh, John on a few uh, on an occasion or two about like why I never considered it an RPG in the first place. Um, I consider it an RPG, but I consider it like a light RPG. Right, because you do have the, you are leveling up your health, uh, you are, uh, you know, upgrading equipment and that kind I of was, thing. I always consider it's like a platformer and that like you find the power-ups, not like you earn them by grinding, but I guess I always had like a different criteria if that was, well, I don't you think know, a, false. I don't think an RPG needs grinding uh, to, be, to be an RPG. Uh, I think it needs a level-up mechanic. Uh, some form of exploration and story like uh, it's it mostly has to do with like the leveling up mechanics that that make things rpgs and primary and like i said it's 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 not a d- debate to have here for this show but it's rpg light um in the same way that i this is a very light light bare bones rpg um because you don't really there there are a limited number of upgrades, healing items in the game. All right, there's <laughs> a there's a finite amount, and to me, that's a major turnoff. All right, and I'll I'll talk about that a little later on. But the game, uh, to bring it back to the core of it, the game plays is essentially you have your you play as Will, your main character's Will, as a as a boy that. Um, the whole, you know, I, I lost, I'm on some journey of discovery to find my father or whatever bullshit that is, and we'll get to in story. 
um, and he has a he has psychic powers, and he's he's smaller, he's faster, he can get under things. Then you have a uh, knight, uh, like barbarian esque. Is more of a knight character with big sword, uh, Freeman, and Freedan. Freedan, sorry, Freedan, and then Shadow, the ball of uh, flaming energy, which you don't get till the very end of the game anyway. So he's not very. It's the 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 main character of the story is, in my opinion, the main hero of the story is not Will. It's Freedan because you spend so much damn time as Freedan. Um, you're only spend time as Will when you're talking to people and pushing blocks around. Uh, I know. It would have been nice if you could walk around as Freedan just to see if people just see just to see how people react differently. Which is an interesting way to do things. Um, like, whoa, Will walked into the room and now this big Thor-looking motherfucker came out. What the hell? So, so Nick, um, what are some other things that you would use to uh, define the gameplay of this game? That I that I'm kind of missing this this uh, dungeon scrolling action RPG. Um, I mean that's it's pretty much it. it. You hey, spend dude. a lot of time in dungeons. Like at one point, you do three dungeons back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Um, the overworld map is not much exploration. You're moving from point to point. Um, there are towns to explore and a little bit of like uh, plot and narrative to get from there. But oftentimes, you will end up in a town. You're there for maybe five seconds and you're leaving mm-hmm. uh, to move on to the dungeon. So uh, the big, like the big. The big source of the gameplay of the game is from actually exploring the dungeons and, um, like abusing or not, I guess not abusing, but trying to figure out the puzzles using whatever, uh, like musical songs you have or having to transform your forms to hit switches far away or mm-hmm. use your, uh, telep, it's not tele- telepathy, like telekinesis mm-hmm. to like move objects around and shit. Um, so yeah, I mean, not really much. Okay. Different. Um, then what are some things that worked for you gameplay wise in this game? Um, I thought the changing forms was a unique mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to just accumulating a bunch of different items, you actually have to manage your forms. And it was a bit of a pain in the ass sometimes because you'd have to like backtrack to get back to the portrait teleporter dark world thing to change forms and go back to where you were. And then sometimes you have to go back right away and change forms again. And um, it was another and to... it was another layer to the puzzle. Almost sometimes um, I can think of particular the vampire fight where the like you you don't do that as well. Even though the most recent like dark world sort of save spot, um, there's one real nearby, but you can't change into Freedan there. So you got to figure out how to go back and come all the way back around as Freedan in order to do that fight uh, with any semblance of uh, of a chance. Yeah, it's, I guess it's like a trade-off. Like, you can do you can do all the fights, uh, or at least most of the fights as well, technically, but it's easier to actually do it as Freedan because he's twice as strong. Mm-hmm. And he's got more range. And uh, So, I mean, it's a cool idea. I don't know if I'd say it worked out the okay. way that they wanted it to all the time, but it was whatever. Um... The puzzles were all right. I like those for the most part. Um, uh, that's, that's, that's really about it. All right. What about you, Mike? What are some things that worked for you in the, the gameplay of this game? 
Uh, I like the idea that like Will's supposed to like have this psychic power that can move things. Mm-hmm. I felt like they could have like expanded on that a bit more, like give him some like range of telekinetic abilities, or you know, it confuses enemies or persuade them to to join them. But that would have been like a little too complicated, I guess. It's just that when you introduce like the beginning of psychic power to somebody, you think like, well, that can entail a whole range of things. Mm-hmm. So kind of limited to like, oh, look, you can move shit and only certain shit and only in one direction. But uh, it did. I uh, I enjoyed walking around as well. Like I felt like the hit detection was good. I never felt like, oh, man, like all these guys are cheesing me because I can't like get in, hit them and get out. And, uh, you know, like playing as Friedan was just usually better. Like, it always felt like a downgrade when you had, like, when you're limited just by mobility, that you have to go all the way back to find this thing to turn into him. Like, it would have been great if you could just, like, go to the menu and select, like, a like a persona mm-hmm. and just, like, change on the fly. And uh, I never really used the healing items because I was always terrified that I would need them later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Uh, like uh, running around hitting things, it uh, it worked. All right. Like there are some games where like some points where you're not like fighting, but you're still like using some of the mechanics, like uh, like on the raft. Okay. So, uh, it was okay. All right. Um, as far as uh, gameplay goes, things that I cared for, um, I did like the dungeon atmosphere. Like a lot of puzzles, a lot of a lot of just uh, figuring out. The backtracking wasn't as bad, um, uh, wasn't as much of a deal breaker for me since um, enemies didn't respawn. So, you know, there was a, uh, you know, finite number of enemies, you killed them all to get your upgrade, and then, you know, if you got to keep going back and forth to do puzzles or whatever, it wasn't as big of a deal because you didn't have to fight them each way. Um, it, so it, it was, it was, it wasn't as tedious because of that. Um, some other things I liked, uh, you know, the combat felt good in all the forms. Uh, the the mechanics on the boss fights were were interesting, um, even if a little, you know, some of them are obviously we've seen in other places since there's only a finite number of game mechanics in the world, they say. Um, but it, in general, the gameplay felt fun. Uh, there are some things that I didn't like about it, uh, you know, because uh, if I were to talk about the things that I didn't like about it, I don't like that there are a finite level uh, amount of level ups. I didn't like uh, the finite number of healing items. That felt worse to me than if you're gonna give me a finite number of level ups. Uh, I mean, of of level ups, that's fine. But a finite number of healing items is more to me is more damning because then you can like if you don't manage like you could seriously fuck yourself because you get locked out of some of. Like going back to some of the areas until uh, I don't even know if you can go back to some of them still. But um, if you don't kill all the enemies in each zone as you come across and miss a few level ups, then you can really, really fuck yourself. And this isn't necessarily a short game. It's not long by our standards by no means, but it's a typical SNES uh, RPG length with some very lengthy... um, cutscenes and dialogue scenes that that really would slow you down if you had to like start over and you know go back through it even if you did know the the puzzles there's gonna be a lot of dialogue you gotta get through um i 
and that's I think that's mostly the crux of my problem is the limited power-ups and limited uh, healing items now the I wasn't bothered so much by the hidden uh, gems because I didn't do that like you know uh, you, there's a uh, these red jewels there's about a hundred of them in the game um, you can there's only 50 50 50 sorry yeah. double the number um, there's 50 of them in the game and you get them all you fight a super special super hard boss that gives you nothing for beating it so I didn't feel really compelled other than some of the uh, items he gives you along the way for for getting a few of them so I, I kind of got what I could and didn't what that's I that's not I did. That's not quite true. You don't get anything tangible, mm -hmm. gameplay-wise. You do get some plot. Well, yeah, there you go. So I mean, yeah, I mean the, the like again. I didn't. I did. I, I think I visited the guy twice. I didn't really. Pay I went. To it. I went through the whole thing. Like that's what took me so long is that I was making sure that I got all the red jewels, and then I thought like, oh man, I'm gonna get like bragging rights. I'm gonna beat this guy, and then, like, like the the difficulty to say it's a difficulty spike is to oh, no, insult the very concept of a spike because this is just a stratospheric leap in difficulty. Yeah, it's absurd. And the the 12 herbs that you get throughout this fucking thing are not enough. No. It's, and it's, it would uh, be nice if you could stack the herb so that you can just like hit the button when you need it and then keep the action going, but that you have to stop and equip every item as you use, even in the middle of a battle, mm -hmm. you can't rotate with the shoulder buttons. You can't. Uh, All right. This well, is where it became a problem. Well, what are some other things that you didn't like about the gameplay then, Mike? Uh, that was like the biggest thing was the, uh, the low amount of healing items that like you think like every like five or six enemies would drop an herb so that, you know, you can get injured. You don't have to be at full health all the time, but you'll always be good enough. Mm -hmm. But no, like if you get injured enough, you got to be at the point where like, well, fuck, I either just kill myself or I just start the game over again because, you know, you can't you got to always save those herbs for later. You know, what? even though the uh, the play system is really unintuitive. Um, that that brings up two more points of, of contention I had with the game. There are a few times where some of the puzzles or things you have to do in town or in the dungeon are rather unintuitive. Like, sometimes you get abilities that you use maybe once for a puzzle and then never again. Um, that that kind of bothered me. But the, the another thing that I it really thought about, like, it really kind of drove me crazy when, when it happened, but I didn't really think about it later, is having to fight all the bosses again. Like, that, that to me, that's just padding. That's, 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 that's egregious padding. Like, there's no, that that is, there's, you shouldn't do that. Like, that's not cool to make me fight all the bosses again. Um, I actually like that part because you're in this overpowered form. So it's just like, uh, it, it's just like uh, dazed and confused. It's like, the stronger I get, the more you stay the same. Well, all I, right. I guess. I mean, if they come back stronger, I might have had less problem with it. But the fact that they're the same thing, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I was like, this is stupid. Can I just fight the last guy now? It um, is padding, but it was padding I enjoyed. All right, Nick, what are some things that didn't work for you in the gameplay of this game? Um, well, I wasn't personally bothered by the by the lack of healing herbs. I didn't really use them. Um, because you'd always just go back to the dark world thing. Yeah. But uh, 
Um, the I guess the big things that bothered me was just the inventory management. Yeah. Like uh, just having like twenty five slots, I think it was. Um, and then if you if you actually are searching the red jewels, so this really didn't impact you very much, but no. if you are searching the jewels out, they sit in your inventory and take up space. And if you forget or you miss the gem guy in the town and turn them in, uh, you're you're just your inventory is just getting more and more full of shit. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do about it. Um, nothing stacks. That is just a fucking sin. Yeah. That's it's uh, the inventory system could have been done a lot better. Certainly, certainly, to, certainly. to say the least. Um, <coughs> shit, sorry. Okay. Um, the only, like, otherwise, like, I think the game is just kind of, like, average, the gameplay. Like, it's nothing, it doesn't introduce anything fantastic, but it doesn't have a lot against it. Like, it's it flows well. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is responsive. It's, it, got, it has some new ideas that are kind of hit and miss. But, uh, I mean, yeah, that's that was my big problem. The other, just the, the inventory thing, sucking ass. All right. Well, if you were to score it, then what are you going to score gameplay? Uh, I'd give it a three point five. Three point five, Mike. What about you? I'd give it a three. It could have, it, like, given the uh, the system and the games that came before it, it had better examples. It just didn't take it from them. Uh, this shit was intentional, so. You know, I gotta give, I gotta take some points off for them just being dicks in some of the uh, the gameplay mechanics. So three. Yeah, um, and I think I'm gonna be with you guys. Uh, I'm also gonna give it a three because as far as gameplay goes, the, the, what I can say it's it's overwhelmingly average, right? Like there are some things that are bothersome. There are some things that are fun, but altogether, it's it, especially you know because this game, and we'll get to more of this in the overall. How I felt overall about the game, but it shows up on a ton of you know top whatever lists for RPGs on the SNES, and I don't know if I was expecting more or what, but I was like, okay, this is this is what we're doing, all right. I mean, I'm not having a bad time, but I didn't, I wasn't exactly drawn to continue to play it either. So, um, could have been having a better time. Could have been having a better time. All right, so. I guess next up we'll move into story. Okay, uh, so Nick, why don't you give us a story? Of this one in a nutshell, with or a shell with some barnacles on it, whatever. Just, just, just do your thing, my man. All right, uh, this is where I feel the translation um, that Nintendo did to correct and make it more family friendly, quote unquote, uh, hurt the. Hurt the plot of the game. Family friendly. Uh, they were talking an awful lot about Grandma's Pie. Well, that's... <laughs> yeah, like, the whole... Uh, I don't know. I, like, I just I hate censorship. Yeah. So whatever. Nah, um, but pretty much the plot of the game is... Uh, the, the world is currently in uh, something similar to the Earth and history that we know. Um, however, it's different. Um, and I believe that this game takes place in the age of dis- or age of exploration, age of discovery, uh, that like we kind of had like with Christopher Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, so the main character's name is Will, and he and his father, uh, who's a, probably a shitty parent for Dragon Will, uh, along for this, uh, decided to go explore the Tower of Babel, and he recruited a bunch of people from the town, and they all went and were traveling for. Uh, a couple of years or whatever, they finally made it there. There was some kind of 
accident, something went wrong, uh, everybody presumably died, the only person that survived was Will, and he somehow made it back to his hometown. Then a year later, the game starts. Uh, essentially, um, it is a series of, I partly, I guess, would say unfortunate events that propel the character forward. Um, he is given a task by Gaia, the source of all life in the world, um, to go forth and save the world from utter imminent destruction or whatever. To find, um, the, four, to find the four other planeteers and to save the world from pollution and destruction. Exactly. Uh, so pretty much, uh, like I said, it's like a series of emotional events. Like He's just like, oh, alright, so this, this Earth life force thing is telling me how to save the world, and then some princess escapes from her castle. He gets thrown in prison. Um, then they have to go find these uh, mystic things to go uh, use later on to climb the Tower of Babel and find out that uh, Will is like the Dark Knight and Kara is the Light Knight and they fuse and with their powers combined they can destroy Dark Gaia, the antithesis of Gaia and save the world. Like there's more to it than that but pretty much that's the gist of it. Yeah, it's it's like, um, there are a lot of things happening in the story, but there's not a whole lot to the story. So like there's a main like thoroughfare to where you're going and what you're doing. Um, there are a few turning points, if you will. Um, and there's a in there, but it's uh, it's ultimately uh, you know. His this journey to to find out find his father, then it turns into the like, no, you got to save the world kind of thing, and you're basically going you know, area to area to to do that. With the culmination being that you're you are the dark half with Kara being this light half, and you have to you know do this Vulcan mind meld thing to to uh, you know fight fight off Dark Gaia. Um, then your memories erased, and you come to in modern civilization with uh, all your friends are there, and it's supposed to be they're like, oh no, watch out for traffic instead of demons. Uh, at the end of the story, supposed to be into the modern world. Um, well, the whole the whole thing behind the scenes, which I think was kind of kind of marred by the tra- mistranslation, mm-hmm. is that the every like eight cent- uh, like centuries, I think it was, like this comet comes around and turns like, everyone to monsters. Uh, yeah, like, fucks up the evolutionary path of people, and shit happens, shit goes wrong, and it's coming back around, so you gotta stop it. You know, uh, even, even, the, uh, even, the, even the planet itself evolves poorly, because, you know, you can walk from uh, the Incan lines to the Great Wall of China, like, there's, like, the ocean is around the continent, like, there's, like, you're on Pangea, basically. Exactly, and everything is not, it's. Like Gaia is like the thing. This is not the way things are supposed to be going. Whatever. Like you meet your like your cousin. I think it was Neil, like yeah. the inventor guy. Like yeah. made cameras, made some other shit. Like mm-hmm. scuba gear, but they all suck. Like you can only breathe underwater for like a minute with the oxygen tank or whatever. The camera takes thirty minutes to develop a picture. Uh, so things aren't going the way that it's supposed to be going. Um, and essentially, once you do defeat the dark force. Uh, the world is reset to the way it was supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, and and as that as a consequence of that happening, you're informed that 
everybody's going to forget this whole adventure. Everything, everybody's memories can be erased. Uh, but Will and Carr are like, no, we love each other. We're gonna, we're gonna find each other, and then they end up doing it, kind of thing. Yep. Um, and there, are, there are a few weird points in the story as well. So uh, <laughs> there's, there's the whole scene on the raft um, where you're on this raft forever, and then she doesn't want to eat the fish, so she'd rather starve than eat the fish. There's the uh, her pet pig Hamlet sacrificing himself to feed the people for a day kind of putting a, a temporary solution to a long-term problem um and the whole uh which is it seth that becomes part of the giant fish creature yeah he gets eaten by a whale and becomes the whale so there it there are some really weird road bumps in this story um and so oh, my, my, my first and favorite was the grandparents Oh yeah, the grandparents. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> grandpa's grandpa's got grandpa's got a savage style to him. He's uh, he's hardcore. He's talking about like, oh yeah, nothing like your grandma's pie. <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's uh, that's that. But even with the uh, the and grandma making the po- making the food out of like just like shit she finds in the backyard, it's like oh the, now we're having snail quiche for supper. It's like oh. really. Grandma, there's a fucking store right there. Oh man. Well, uh, what's her? Uh, yeah, no, Grandma's pie. There was there was a lot of talking about Grandma's pie. It it made me uncomfortable talking about Grandma's pie. But <laughs> uh, that being said, with even these strange road bumps and the, I'd say neutering, that uh, Nintendo did to make it palpable to a North American audience, this game deals with some really fucking dark themes. Like, uh, like there's like child slave labor, um, while the pig, uh, sacrificing itself is silly and kind of misses its mark in my opinion as an emotional thing. Uh, it's, it, you know, that's a dark thing for just to think of an animal throwing itself into the fire and then allowing itself to be cooked alive. Um, even though somebody's, it's, it's, um... And the whole thing with the Red Jewel guy, supposedly, is he's a, he's a boss from Soul Blazer, and he's the one that's introduced, like, this slave trade into the world um, as a thing. There is, uh, like, at one point to get one of those Red Gems, you have to, like, give up, like, a slave to, like, return them to sla- slavery. Uh, there is this Russian roulette of drinking poison, Right? Where the guy essentially kills himself because he was going to die anyway. Uh, there is in the beginning when you uh, when you're headed to, when you go before you go to the cave and talk to your friends, you can kind of go around and kind of go into each of their houses and kind of see what their home lives like, and they're all terrible. Like it is these kids live the shittiest lives. <laughs> like the, it's it's it's. It's the, this whole terrible series of tragedies is somehow an upgrade compared it, to living there. It is. It really is. Especially poor Seth, whose parents fucking are like have vicious arguments with each other, all the <laughs> throwing time. shit at each other. I mean, like, so it is fig- just. He fig- it's like the honeymooners' worst episode ever. Uh, so it's 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 I uh, I mean, it's it's a like the the story. of This game's a strange bag for me. It really is. Um, 
the things I liked about it, of course, were, you know, the, the, I really enjoyed the sort of weird, strange, dark themes that they were exploring. Um, I enjoyed uh, sort of this, this supposed alternate history that's kind of parallel to ours, like the idea of, like, one of the areas being the Great Wall of China or Angkor, Angkor Wat or, uh, you know, the Tower of, quote-unquote, Babylon. Um, these are... I find that really cool and interesting. So, um, what are some things that worked for you story-wise, Nick, uh, in this game? Um... Well, after going and reading the translation differences, uh, a lot of the stuff that you had problems with made more sense to me. Okay. Um, but uh, in the state of the game now, with the plot, um, I guess it like the story or whatever. I guess the only thing that I really can say that I thought was interesting was just the, um, like, because I can't even say like the side characters were interesting or cool because they kind of just showed up. Like almost like in uh, Brain Lord, they're like they kind of they're just there. They don't really do anything. Like they get into trouble more often than not. Mm -hmm. You're know, like, what? Like why are you here? You should have just stayed in the goddamn port fucking town, just being an asshole, being a loser the rest of your life, and I wouldn't have this damn problem right now. Mm -hmm. uh, like your one friend gets amnesia and you have to go cure the amnesia. The other friend gets like kidnapped and you have to go save him. Like mm -hmm. fuck, just, no, I don't care. I don't care about them. Um. But uh, from what I liked, I guess, <laughs> um, with the I guess the commentary that uh, like on the whole like humanity has to take care of the world type thing. Yeah, it's our responsibility uh, to take care of the world. Yeah, uh, that's about that's about it. Like, the story was kind of trash. Yeah, like the main. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. We're, all right, so focusing on things we liked. I'm throwing shit on the ground. Mike, what are some things that you 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 liked about this story? Uh, I had some, uh, like I took screenshots every time I, uh, saw something I liked. And, uh, the first one I really dug was when, uh, his flute starts talking to him and it's his dad. And, uh, he says like, you were a cute kid, but now you're grown up. And I'm like, what? He's not cute anymore. Like, well, it's because like, he's if been we, blowing if him we the closed whole time. in on Will, would we get like a Ren and Stimpy, like pus marks, acne, ingrown hairs, shit going on like is puberty hitting this kid with a baseball bat like well i mean it's i mean his dad's been letting him blow him the whole this whole time so i mean if you want to look at it that way it's kinda... <laughs> you need to work on your lip game son oh dear god all right what are some other things you you liked about uh, about, about uh on, on a serious note i did like the uh like the slow attraction that built between uh kara and will okay like it was nice that like it wasn't just like Oh no! Now we suffered this one tragedy, and now I'm totally in love with you. It's like she—it's like little things. Where uh, like when they're stuck on the raft, she's like, "Hasn't your hair gotten longer?" Just a little, and then like it says that she's laughing. So she's like slowly losing her edge as a uh, as a royal bitch, still, and becoming still a little a more human and Twilight. accessible. Hmm? I said, "Still a better love story than Twilight, right?" Oh yeah. The thing definitely. about that too is she's not even royalty because she's adopted. Like she's like part of another tribe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it doesn't like it doesn't resolve the plot point of like the royal family coming after you for the ring. It's like it's like a, like that's just one plot point that they never resolved. But uh, like speaking of the raft, like he contracts scurvy, which is it makes you wonder why she didn't. Apparently, 
Like if she had all the the vitamin C fish, well, he had like the regular C fish. But there was uh, like there's other moments like where you're walking in the room and you'll see like a couple like walk apart, like like just push each other apart and turn around. But when you talk to them, they're like, he has something in his eye. <laughs> so it's it's got like these cute nuanced moments as, uh, as well as some great lines that probably like I don't know if the song came out at the time, but. At one point, when you're walking through the underwater tunnel, Eric says, like, I must have walked 500 miles today. So I just had that song stuck in my head. But uh, then uh, Kara gets kidnapped and put into a painting. And uh, Will finds her and he's like, Kara, you make me so mad. So it's like, half the time I was just thinking, like, oh, no, is he going to go Ralph Crampton on her? But no, then he's like, Oh, he's only mad because he was afraid of losing her. But then the uh, the Russian roulette thing, and, like, that was, like, a heavy game moment for me. Like, when I was, like, 13 when I played this, and I'm like, dude, look, what are you drinking? No, no, don't, no, it's the last one. Like, don't. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, no, I was dying anyway. And then Hamlet throws himself on the fire, and I'm like, is there a way to fix this? Like, I don't want Hamlet to die. He's a, he's, he's a good little pig. Yeah. And then you walk into the village, like, the, as soon as Hamlet's gone, you walk back in, and it says, like, the air is filled with the aroma of roasting Hamlet. And, uh, like, as a bit of dark humor, when it shows Hamlet on the fire, it says, poor Hamlet, to eat or not to eat. Yeah, and see, that's the kind of stuff that ruins moments like that for me, though. Like, if, if you're trying to make, like, this poignant, uh, dark or touching moment, like, that's a bit too soon to... to, to to break in with the dark comedy if you if you want the scene to be meaningful in any way but uh you know i it you know it, it is what it is I, I can agree with you on the 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 sort of slowly budding love story is is better than some um that we find in in these in these games and as well as the little the little the point you bring up with the little moments um i think i touched on a little bit with talking about some you know exploring uh you know, the town at the beginning, uh, I, I'm really with you in that some of the presentation of the story is pretty cool and just these little background things and tertiary things. Like, it doesn't feel as as uh, shitty as walking up to somebody and they're just talking about, oh no, the monsters outside are so big and dangerous. Did you hear that so-and-so wants to wed the king? How scandalous. Like, just this <laughs> garbage, uh, normal townsfolk talk kind of crap is is kind of absent from this game um but what are some other things that you liked is that is it... uh well almost over i like the uh like they had like that buried sub point of like the jackal being this uh assassin that's like you don't even know he's following you until he abducts kara but then when you does you take him to the room with the uh, with the two snake statues you play your melody and you incinerate a man you burn him alive and he's like crawling on the ground in flames it's like this is like really really fucking dark and then uh kara chimes in with the melody you played became the jackal's dirge yep so uh, and then they punctuated with uh neil flying you in his biplane and uh just some or uh, i think it was like eric or like one of your stupid friends and uh like as you're on the biplane which again like you're sitting on the wing of the plane like, 
I don't know how that's supposed to. Well, I guess they had like barnstormers that were able to do that, so the plane could fly. But I just had to take a screenshot of one guy saying, like, finally, I can go to the bathroom by myself at night. Like, there's always seemed to be like this, like this Japanese obsession in like Nintendo games where they talk about peeing. Like in, in Earthbound, it was like when you're fighting Pokey, it's just like, feel the power of Gigas. Aren't you going to wet your pants? So there's like this continuing theme I've noticed. And then uh, you keep like hearing your father through the flute and you think that you're talking to him telekinetically. And then you find his bones. It's like, no, dead the whole time. Yep. Uh, you fucked up, boy. You didn't save me. You went home. You didn't even take my bones with you. Um, well, the, I mean, that's the, I mean, those are not all right. What are some things that you didn't care for then? If these are all, if these are all uh, great moments for you, what are some some of the things you didn't care for? Uh, on like not resolving the uh, the point, the whole plot with the king, like you're in exile, but like the king never seems to uh, like he sends like the the jackal after you, but you don't go after him. Like that point is just like, well, we're gonna rewrite history, so I guess we can just let this grudge slide. Mm -hmm. I guess. Like, it would have been neat if you could, like, explore this new world. But, uh, you know, like they did with Final Fantasy, when they went through a world-changing event, then you actually get to explore the new world. Yeah. This one is just like, well, now the continents are all shifted, it's a whole new world, and you ain't gonna see shit. I hear you. I hear you. Well, we're supposed to assume it's modern. It's the modern world. It's the world we yeah. know. Um, even though his... Yeah. Um, anything else that you didn't particularly care for in this story? Story-wise, uh, did they mention his mother at all? Or is it just your father's missing and you I live with your grandparents, but the mother, nothing? I don't know. I mean, they could have... Dis they they mentioned somewhere. Like, your name starts with a sh an S or something. They could have Disneyed us that way. Like, you, you just... Here's your hero. His parents are dead. Continue with story. <laughs> uh... yeah, there's no parents in, the, in Disney World. Like, Donald has his uncle Scrooge. But where's his mother? Like, is this his mother's brother, his dad's brother? Nothing. And then Huey, Dewey, and Louie, uh, Donald is their uncle. Where's their parents? All right. Disney hates parents. Oh, what's some, what are some things that, that, uh, that worked, uh, I mean, didn't work for you, Nick, in this story? Um, I guess first I'm just going to add on that I agree with you all. The little kind of tear-jerker moments that were in the game were pretty great. Um... But that's really it, and they're kind of few and far between. Um, for not liking anything, I just, I just, I guess, I just like disliked how uh, kind of bland. I guess the whole plot was like there wasn't really much. I don't feel like Will had like an like was as invested in it as any like as anybody was. He was just kind of like, all right, well, I got this. Something I got to do. I guess I'm doing it. Like it didn't feel. Like, there's, the whole world is going to possibly be destroyed, and it didn't feel like that was a big deal. Okay. Yeah, like, he was mostly in it. Like, he like first he was only in it because he was running away from the king. And then he's just like, well, I guess I might as well find my old man. And then everyone's like, well, you got to collect these statues. And he's like, well, if it's on the way to getting the old man, then sure. All right. Um, well, uh, anything else? That, what, what, I mean, what else didn't? Anything else that didn't work for you, Nick? I mean, it's just 
it felt like it was just kind of like a like an afterthought. So mm -hmm. I really am not. Like, I really have nothing to say about it. It's okay. just there. All right. Um. Well, uh, for me, I I'm kind of with you guys. I, if I were to sum it up in a in a phrase, like I did for gameplay being overwhelmingly uh, average, this. I think the presentation is great, but the substance is not. It's not good at all. Um, so I, I I really enjoyed sort of how the the characters move around in the background, but the primary story felt uh, felt tropey and and done. I mean, even the twist was what like the whole like oh we're gonna go to to modern Earth kind of thing was, I guess. It could have been. It, it just didn't feel great. It was like, of course, all right. That's that's what we did. Um, we. Well, I feel like it could have. It could have been so much more. Just with the like the translation problem, and then I guess the way that it was kind of put all together, it wasn't. Like it had potential, but it, it didn't meet that potential. No, and I, I guess I could see where you're coming from there. Like it just the side characters were were pretty worthless. Um, the even the main characters weren't great. Like. I found I found Kara infinitely annoying. Uh, every time she opened her mouth, I just I would just be sitting there looking at my screen, just like shut up, just just stop talking. Like I, I hate you and your face. Just go away. Uh, <laughs> I the, agree, and it's implied that her and Will fall in love, but it's never really like it's never it's never really stated anywhere. And personally, I'm like I don't I don't know if he's just been lonely, like he has a lonely existence, but there's no way in hell. I feel like anybody would be caught dead with somebody like that, but I guess it does happen. She's the only girl in the world, apparently, so you got to make do. So I mean, and I can see, like, I could, I could, I could tell even in the shitty dialogue that they were growing closer together in that kind of thing. Like, I, I, I picked up on all that, and that's why I think the love story was 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 better than a lot we've seen in in RPGs. Because RPGs, like, it's it's if they don't do the the shitty love triangle thing. Then they do the the oh my god she's the prettiest girl I ever I met I now I love her and I have to make her love me back a lot and it just it just kind of happens kind of thing. Well, the, there kind of was a shitty love triangle because that uh, the girl that uh, could turn Lily, into a flower yeah flower was like all about Will too and I guess he just she just gave up and went with like Lance or whatever. But I didn't really I didn't I didn't pick up that the same way like because like I, I I it felt more like a protectorly kind of thing I don't know. They were they were all really bad, and I'm with you on the translation. It just wasn't great. The dialogue was was uh, was not the very worst, condescending. Not the worst dialogue we've seen in a game yet, but definitely far from the best. It's probably towards the bottom of the barrel, to be honest with you. Uh, and the overall, just the uh, just in general, I didn't, I didn't, I really didn't care about the story and. I, it, maybe a better story would have enhanced the gameplay for me, because uh, like I said, the the gameplay I didn't find anything uh, terribly wrong with it, but I didn't also feel myself being pulled to play. And sometimes that if if you know sometimes the gameplay can be good enough to pull me back to play, but often I'm looking for a story and something to engage me, and this game wasn't doing it. Um, so to to score it, oh man, I'd have to give the story a two point five, Nick. Uh, I would say, with translation being the way it's supposed to be, 
as it stands now too. Uh, like, cause like that stuff you talk about that was weird, like the stuff being a fish mm-hmm. thing, the cannibalism thing, and shit. There's something else you said that was kind of weird, but like in the Japanese version, he it, the way it's for uh, the. Seth is, it's not he becomes part of the consciousness of the fish. He actually becomes a leviathan somehow, which is, I guess, what those fish things are. Um, and then the cannibalism thing is... What is it, a explained... werefish? It bites him and he turns into a werefish? Like, what the fuck? That doesn't make it any more reasonable. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know, but, like, <laughs> apparently it's more, it makes more sense in context in the Japanese version. The cannibalism stuff is less that they're actually a tribe of cannibals. It's that they're, apparently it's a famine. Yeah. And the only way they can survive it has been to like to eat, people. eat their own people. And then so when they see you, um, like your party, they're like, hey, these aren't our people. We don't have to kill our people anymore. We can eat these people. And then so when the pig throws himself on the fire, because he's more intelligent than most pigs, he's like, well, maybe this will extend the lives of Will and Kara and everybody. Um, so it's less like, oh, these people are just straight up crazy people. They're more like they're suffering and they're kind of doing the... The things that they may not necessarily want to do it, but they they're kind of forced into doing it. Yeah. Everything. So um, I don't know, but yeah, it's still pretty low score. That's kind of shit. All right, uh, Mike, what do you go score the story? Uh, I think I'll give it the benefit of the doubt simply with the uh, like the small points that I did like, rather than the overall story, which didn't really warm me over. So I guess I'll uh, I'll give it a three. Like it definitely could have been better, but the uh, the highlights made it not awful okay all right so uh that's time to move into the music all right so uh the music in this game is again at least for me another example of uh overwhelmingly average like there was nothing wrong with the music it fit there are a few parts in some of the songs that really bothered me um like i think it's supposed to be like a string but like in that mid like the main theme where it's like dink dink like that fucking chimey dink noise it makes is it drives me up a wall like i i wanted it to stop um but other than that most of it i just kind of tuned out it wasn't it wasn't bad enough to 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 make me realize oh what is this but it wasn't necessarily great enough to the point where i'm like oh man like who did this what else did they do i need to go find the whole the whole kit and caboodle and put it on my my uh my ipad like or my ipod it wasn't anything like that um but at the same time it didn't necessarily uh i wasn't totally enraptured by it either nick how did you feel about the music pretty much the same just uh average and there were like it worked when it was there nothing i can even keep like there's nothing in my, my mind i can't remember any of the music from this game now uh, but there were located, like spots where you were playing music and it just it didn't it, like it felt off. Uh, so just kind of like average yeah. experience. And, and I wouldn't say it necessarily felt off. It felt environmentally appropriate, but not necessarily gameplay appropriate. Sometime like because when you're we're playing a game like this, this dungeon hack and slash action RPG thing, like I want music that's that's up-tempo and adventurous and, and, and that kind of thing. And a lot of times in this, in this game, the, a lot of music, the music is, is either subdued or contemplative, like kind of like, or even, I'd even use the word pensive. Um, like just kind of, you know, 
uh, melodic. It's not, it's not like a driving kind of music, uh, which I would like in an action game. It's like, dude, 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 like, like get me going. Like I'm just hitting shit and tearing shit apart. Um, yeah, like what I'm doing is important now. Yeah, like I, music should express the gravity of the situation. Yeah, in, in, in multiple ways, it can do that in multiple ways, and, and, and I just don't know if this hit on all all cylinders for me. It was just it was just average. Um, so how did you feel about the music, Mike? Meh. I just like listened to each level once, and then when, whenever I thought the music would have changed, and then I found out it didn't, I just ended up listening to like the Mental Illness Happy Hour podcast instead. Like it was just. It, it, it added more gravity and subtext than the music did. Okay. All right. <laughs> so score it then for us, Mike. What are you going to score the music? I'd give it like two out of five. Like, it really could have done a lot better to draw me in and make me listen to it, and it didn't. All right. Nick, what about you? 2.5 average. All right. And I'll give it, you know, I'll give it a three. I mean, that's, that's three's middle of the road for me. Like, I mean, it's just... It's there. It's it's not. It didn't make me want to turn it off. It didn't make me want to go get more of it either. So, it's the middle of the road. Uh, man, Blaine's wife's not gonna hate. Uh, is gonna hate us because this is one of her favorite games. We're gonna disappoint her all up and down the up and down the world. All right. So, visuals for this game. Uh, Nick, what do what do you what do you have to say about the visuals for this game? Uh, I thought they were pretty good. Um. Uh... Sprites were well done. There were a couple issues where uh, I thought there was like kind of odd color palette choices, like things kind of looked a bit odd to me. But otherwise, it was you could, I could you could tell what everything was. All the creatures and everything looked great. Uh, interesting, interesting note: there is a a thing that they changed from the Japanese version to the uh, I guess every other version. I don't know if it's just the U.S. version or if it's Euro version as well. But the uh, boss of the Sky Garden, that like uh, Babylonian-looking winged bird thing. In mm-hmm. the Japanese version, it's just like a hybrid, like half bird, half I think it was like lizard something, something like maybe half snake. But that was then like a statue thing. Uh, I guess the developers decided it didn't like it's not the theme that they wanted, so they changed the, the sprite of the boss. So I was like, that's pretty cool. So but, while we got the second-hand story, we got the first-hand <laughs> visuals. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm with you. Um, a lot of the animations on the sprites were great. I liked the big sprites. Everything felt uh, well proportioned, right? Like uh, everything felt like it took up an appropriate amount of space. There wasn't a whole lot of you know, uh, you know, super small hallways or super huge hallways. Like everything kind of felt right. Um, animations were cool. Uh, there were some really powerful. Um, visuals that happened like the whole like when you go into um freesia 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 i don't know how you say it with the rose petals coming across the front of the screen i thought was a really cool visual especially with the uh some of the things happening there where it's just like you know don't believe the the beauty of your surroundings kind of thing um there were some really cool uh stuff like that uh, again, some of it was pretty average, like, you know, world map and that kind of stuff. It's like, eh. But, uh, overall, like, you know, it, it, it's probably one of the stronger, uh, segment, you know, things about the game were the visuals. Uh, I'd say it's the strongest. <laughs> that's probably true. Mike, uh, how'd you feel about the visuals? What worked for you? What didn't work for you? That kind of thing. Uh, it's definitely among the, uh, like the higher class of Super NES 
graphics, not like the gold standard, but definitely above average. It's a, well, like you said, everything I was going to, good proportions, good frames. It never felt like, oh, I'm standing still and now I'm lunging. Like all the movements seemed fluid. Okay. And uh, good sprites. So, uh, like it was definitely like, Whenever the story was boring, like the looks kept me in the moment when the story didn't or the music. Okay. Now that's that's fair. I can I can I can follow you there. Um So, Nick, what are you going to score the music? I mean the visuals. <laughs> I was like, "Uh, hold on." Uh, I want to give it a 4. A 4. All right. I'd probably give it a 3.5. Like, it's not the best thing we've seen on Super Nintendo, but it's definitely above average. Mike, uh, what do you give the visuals? Four. Four? All right. That's all fair and justified scores. Okay. Uh, replayability. So, you know, there's... Other than going back and collecting uh, the, the red jewels... This game offers very little replayability because you're going to do everything the first run through anyway, I think. Uh, I think you're going to go kill all the enemies in each of the things. I think, uh, you know, all that stuff you're just you're just going to do. I don't I don't think a second or third replay is going to offer you a whole lot other than the chance to find the gems you missed. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, replayability of this game is pretty low. So I'll probably give it a two. I mean, because you do have the red jewels, you can go back and try and hunt out all of them. Um, the game did come with a basically a full-blown strategy guide, so it's not like, you know, there's a whole lot of, that you have to go back and figure out. So, uh, Nick, replayability, where you at? Uh, I'm actually going to score a little bit higher than you, because uh, you can actually, I would say, if you're in, t in the mood for it, can replay the game purposely avoiding clearing out rooms of monsters on occasion to try to see if you can do, like, a... Like a challenge playthrough, like what's the, what's the lowest level you can get through, or lowest amount of stats, or whatever. I guess you could play it um, all as will or something like that. Yeah, like you could make it play as will as much as possible. Only you switch the freedom in when you need to trigger a switch or something. Um, like there's some things you can do, not much, not as much as other games uh, that I've rated low for replayability. Um, so I guess I won't rate it that, that high either. But uh, yeah, just like I said, unless you miss the rituals and stuff, you want to do that bonus dungeon. Uh, it's pretty much a straight-through linear game, so I guess I'll give it a two as well. All right, Mike, where are you at on replayability? Eh, it's a... Uh, I'm going to go with a two, because I played this on the Super Nintendo when I was a kid, and I didn't really hate replaying it again, so I didn't get anything extra out of it, but it wasn't anything news, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't awful to play again, so... Uh, two. All right. So for overall experience, uh, final thoughts and takeaways, um, Mike, how did you how did you just kind of feel overall about this game? Uh, what did you take away from it? Do you have any final thoughts on it, that kind of thing? And what would you score it overall, one through five? Uh, I guess I'd give it a three overall. Like it had some high points and some low points, so they all kind of like average out. But uh, it doesn't stand among my, uh, like, my super, like, my, my top ten SNES games, like Secret of Mana, Chrono Trigger, Evermore, uh, Final Fantasy. Like, those were, 
those are exceptional games, and this is not exceptional. So it's uh, it's playable. It's not too difficult if you've got a walkthrough. But like, even though I beat the game before, I still needed to go to a walkthrough because some of these maps were just so like. Do do I hit a switch? Am I missing like a tiny hole in the wall that I was supposed to slide through? Like, there are plenty of dead ends. So, mm-hmm. it's a uh, like not very welcoming to new people, and especially if you're playing blind, it's got some uh, moments where you just want to hang it up because, you know, it's it's it doesn't hold your hand for many areas. Okay, um, what about you, Nick? What about you? where you at overall? Um. Uh... I'm overall at about a three as well. Um, quick note about the like needing a walkthrough or getting stuck on places. The game, when it was released, actually had in the manual, like most games at the time, uh, a, pretty much a full walkthrough, especially including where to find red jewels and everything. Oh yeah, no, it is. It was uh, a full blown fucking strategy guide that came with this thing. Yeah, because it uh, needed it. <laughs> it's more than what some games did. Um, but yeah, I think either, with this game you'll either you'll like you'll like it, or you won't like it. There is really no room in the middle. Like it's either like uh like I I remembered liking it more than I did when I played it again. Uh, but I mean it's like it's just an average kind yeah. of actiony game. It's definitely better than uh, Brain Lord. Yo, it's sure. way better than Brain Lord. Um, and I don't necessarily think. Uh, I think it just doesn't hold up, right? Like uh. It, it's it's uh, it's a game that's mired in nostalgia for a lot of people, I think. As somebody that had uh, almost zero knowledge of this game, even in the periphery. Like, I had really no idea what this game was about. I had seen the case. I had probably seen ads in, in Nintendo Power for it. Um, I, I just... It was not something I'd had any experience with or any real expectations until we got to talking about doing it on the show and I started looking. Uh, more into it and start to you know it, it really is it shows up in a lot of places on a lot of people's favorite lists and i'm not entirely sure um if i believe it belongs there um it is a i don't want to say it's a bad game and i want to say it's for a lot of people it's just not for me um it's not my style of game uh especially with rpgs you know i i, I tend to learn lean more towards turn-based and strategy rpgs than i do action rpgs um it it's uh it, it deals with some really cool really interesting themes and topics uh but that's about it i for me that's that's the 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 thing that it brings most to the table is is the things it likes to talk about and that sort of gets mired down in poor translation um and even even more so in this uh, the classic RPG sensibilities, right? Because you know it, it's nothing to see a modern game deal with these dark dark themes and ideas uh, and handle them in a very even like reverent sort of way. But for an older game to do that, it's more it's more difficult because these had to be marketed at younger children and. North American audience sensibilities at the time were were way different, so I kind of understand why they would have done things they did to water it down. Um, but it's I just because multiple because multiple things committing suicide is what the kids need more than nuance. It it's um, overall it was 
it was kind of disappointing, to be honest with you. I was expecting a lot more than I got, I guess. Um, but I don't want to necessarily detract that from the legacy that this game has, because it does it does come with you know a certain level of gravitas in the in the sort of RP SNES RPG realm. But uh, you know, to score it overall, you know, uh, I'm gonna give it a three, mostly because it is it is better than Brainlord. I don't want to go back and see that I scored this lower than Brainlord, um, but it is. Uh, it's not, you know, a, a, a three is a struggle for me. You know, it's 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 uh, it's overwhelmingly average, even a little less so in some categories. So, I'm sure I'll get shit on it. I got shit on Brain Lord too. It's fine. Brent hates everything that everybody loved in their childhoods. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, that's it. We're that's also, it. I would say we're also a victim of uh, the new age where we've gotten newer. Uh, I guess quality of life things, things have been improved. Uh, at the time, if this was all you had, it was a decent experience. You're not used to like a real flowing storyline, not used to all this other stuff. That but being, as it stands now, it's still kind of, it's just, it doesn't hold up, like you said. I think even looking at it through the lens of the time and era, there were better games out at the time that were doing it better. Like, I mean, the, you know, there are games of the generation that did it better. So, um, I don't want to say it doesn't have an excuse, because I mean, these people made Act Razor, and Act Razor is a is an amazing game. This is not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> uh, so, you know, is it though? I think Act Razor's. I think Act. Razor's I think I've tried playing Act Razor for like thirty seconds and fuck it. I think Act Razor's a pretty good game. So. uh... I probably haven't played it as much as some people, but uh, I, I remember having fun with it. So, you know, so, uh, yeah, that's Illusion of Gaia. So, let's quick, we'll go into quick fire questions presented by Nicholas. Nick, go. Alrighty, question number one. Uh, will Freedan or Shadow? Freedan, of course. Yeah, Freedan's pretty cool. He's got that. Uh, he's got that hair on point. There you go. Definitely, he's. I would say he's definitely the every childhood boy's uh, dream. I want to. I want to be like this when I grow up, kind of thing. Yeah, that's, um, that, that's what ladies want. Don't lie, Nick. You wanted to be shadow. You wanted to just meld into the ground so nobody would look at you. <laughs> damn straight and like shoot fireballs and shit on my hands. Damn, damn fucking straight. If you could turn into a puddle, like. You could like have ladies like step over you, and you get the perfect upskirt shots because they think nothing about it. Their guard would be completely down. That's true, but they, you'd never get you'd never get a home run, though. So, All right, well, if you make them slip and fall and sit on you, then well, all right, I guess I guess third, we're ba going. Third, third base at least. Quick fire number two. Keep moving. <laughs> uh, would you rather have uh, lost Hamlet or Kara? Kara should have jumped in that fucking fire, fed him, roasted Kara. I would love to see the love story progress between Will and Hamlet. <laughs> I'm going to make you squeal like a pig. I already am a pig. Well, then it won't be a stretch for you, but this will. Dear God. You speak as if you have some experience with that, Mike. All right. All right. All right. Question, uh, question I didn't three. see Deliverance too many times. What question, are you talking about? Just question three. Just keep it rolling. Fair keep enough. it going. Uh, question three. Was Dark Guy the most original name for boss ever or what? No. No. No, it's not. It's like this is this is the angelic 
uh, Mother Earth creature named Gaia. What should be the final boss? Dark Gaia. It's like Dark Link is the final boss, and what was that Zelda? Was that Zelda two? Where is yeah. next the final boss? Like that was no. All right. The All right. Uh, who was the most used side character in your opinion? All right, Mike, you go first on this one. Hmm. Uh, whoever that uh, Lily character fell in love with. I mean, like he he finds his dad, and then he just uh, like basically all of Will's friends. They were just they didn't do shit. I, they I, didn't open up dungeons for you. They didn't fight anybody. Like they got captured at best, or sent you on quests at at worst. I would say, uh, I would say, it's a tie between that that motorcycle in the background, um, Neil, and the Jackal. Like I think they're all just utterly useless at what they do. So uh, yeah. All right. And uh, out of ten, how difficult was this game to masturbate to? Ten being the hardest. Uh, ten being hardest, yes. All right, uh, like a five. Like you know, Hamlet starts cooking. I smell bacon. I got hard. I mean, I got a semi chub. I mean, that's how life goes. <laughs> All right, Mike. How, how hard was it to masturbate to? Uh, well, Karen never got out of that that dress, which wasn't very flattering. So, I did, and I'm like four at best. All right. I mean, that painting of her was kind of nice. You get to see some definition in her face, but, you know, I wasn't really, like, on the edge of glazing that painting, so. Okay, so, uh, before we pull up the outro and we do our smeal, Mike, why don't you tell people where I can knock my mic? Uh, no, Mike, why don't you tell us, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you tell us where people can find you and all that good stuff? Uh, you can find me and my assorted co-hosts on the Playing With Power podcast. You can find that on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Playing With Power podcast. You can also uh, hear me on the Taste Test, which is also on the Playing With Power podcast and Facebook page. Uh, the Playing With Power is where me and my buddies talk about Nintendo Power Magazine in order, all the uh, the various covers, the articles, We've even talked with people that were in the magazine, either as writers or as game counselors. So, you know, we're we're getting some uh, we're getting some pedigree. We're actually getting some information from the source. And then in the uh, taste test, me and a fellow Canadian stand-up comic, uh, we play Nintendo games. We do little skits based on our ex- uh, experience and our uh, impressions of the game. It's uh, it's rather funny, at least by my perspective. I mean, like I wouldn't put it up if I was bored with it. So. I'm enjoying it. You might too. Leave comments on the Facebook page if you're not. Maybe I'll stop if you're mean enough. But uh, I'm enjoying it. And uh, yeah, well, I'm also on uh, Technobabble, which is a on the Geek Fallout Productions Facebook page. We talk about technology developments, gadgets. Uh, sometimes I just talk about like humanitarian efforts using technology to uh, make the world a better place. So I try to keep my interests varied, as long as they're specifically technological and games related. And uh, that's about it. All right. Excellent. So be sure to listen to Mike and everything he does. Thank you so much for coming on the show again with us. Uh, It's been a pleasure as always. Pleasure to be here. All right. So for myself and Nick. Oh, let's pause that real quick. I got another thing. All right. So uh, here's 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 the deal, guys. Uh, 
if any of you have ever heard any of our discussions here on the show or on the Discord or anything like that, um, you know that I do not like to ask for things. Like, I ask for questions and that kind of thing all the time. But, like, I don't like to ask for things, but it's coming up that time of year again. Server costs are coming back up. We know everybody's doing their Christmas shopping, so we have an Amazon affiliate link that's going to be in the show notes. This is in the ones for the last one, plus there's a link on the site. All you do is you click on the link, and then everything you order after going to Amazon and click, you know, you click on the link, you're at Amazon. Anything you order after clicking on the link, a small amount comes back to us. It costs you nothing extra. Like, so all that Christmas shopping you're going to be doing on Amazon anyway, uh, just go to our site first, click on the link, and then do your Christmas shopping. Uh, each little bit's going to help in making sure that we don't have any downtime after the start of the new year. Um, when server come uh, comes back up. Plus, in addition to that, I also want to um, continually upgrade equipment for the show and all that stuff, and I don't want to do um, anything crazy. And this is the easiest way for people to contribute without actually taking anything out of your pocket. All it takes is an extra time, a couple extra clicks um, before you head over to Amazon and buy that 48-pack uh, of AA batteries for your supersized vibrating dildo. So just make sure you do that. All right, so now I can do the thing again. Okay, you can visit our home end at therpgshow.com. You can follow us on Twitter at therpgpodcast. Be sure to check out our Discord. Lots of cool people talking and chatting it up there. Uh, Links for that is in each of the show notes and on the website. Uh, Guys, be sure to head on over to iTunes and leave us a rating review. Each one counts, and we love you for it. It really helps us get in front of more people. Uh, uh, Did the website, did Twitter... Email us, podcast at therpgshow.com if you want the Discord link there or anything. Uh, you got a couple days left to fill out that form for us to discuss about shows for next next year. So that's also on the site and all this stuff and Discord and email me if you need it, blah, blah, blah. Until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Oh, that was fun.